0: Life as we know it, with Tom Walton.
1: You may remember the story a few weeks ago about a NASA probe sent into space to intercept an asteroid named Bennu and gather up some rocks and dirt and come on back home. Everything went just fine until it was time to close up shop and get out of there. The probe did its job all right, poking the surface of the asteroid and filling a container with asteroid debris for the boys back on Earth. But the contraption scooped up too much stuff so much that the lid on the container would not close completely. Think about that upside-down bottle of ketchup in your refrigerator and the cap you forgot to snap closed, and you have some idea of NASA's problem. The doggone container is leaking. A rock from the asteroid is blocking the lid. NASA, claiming it was a victim of its own success, now finds itself, well, between a rock and a hard place. For once, a cliché actually describes the situation perfectly. It's not known how much of the precious cargo has drifted off into space, or more importantly, how much will still be on board when the spacecraft gets home. I mean, it's a long trip. We're not talking a long week into the moon and back. Bennu was 200 million miles from Earth when our little spaceship got there. The spacecraft was launched back in 2016, and it will hang out with Bennu for a few months before starting for home next March. I get that this is a big deal, NASA scientists are hoping the mission to Bennu will help us understand how the solar system began four and a half billion years ago. Most asteroids consist of rocks and dust and other debris from the formation of the solar system, and NASA hopes to get some answers when its bucket of rocks gets back home in 2023. The question remains, how much cargo will there actually be to study? I remember the Apollo missions in the 1960s and early 1970s. What was the first thing the Apollo astronauts did when they landed on the moon and exited the lunar lander? They scooped up some soil and rocks and tucked it away. It was called a contingency sample, so named because if something went wrong, and the boys had to get out of there in a hurry, well, at least they got some stones. I'm not suggesting that we should have sent astronauts along to Bennu to make sure our scavenger hunt went without a hitch. It would have been a long, lonely trip, and it would have been prohibitively expensive, to make the OSIRIS-REx probe a manned mission. The technical wizardry of grabbing the sample is fascinating. NASA used something called the Touch and Go Sample Acquisition Mechanism, or TAGSAM. Everything in our space program has an acronym. The probe fired a burst of nitrogen at the surface to blow the soil into the collection container. The mission was to grab two ounces or so of soil and rocks, so NASA can't afford to lose too much of it Although the space agency was working diligently to get the container and remaining sample tucked safely inside the spacecraft for the return trip, imagine the disappointment if three years from now, they open the thing and there's virtually nothing left. If that happens, it will call to mind a line from a Jimmy Buffett song called Fruitcakes. We spent 90 zillion dollars trying to get a look at Mars. I hear universal laughter ringing out among the stars
0: life as we know it is written and hosted by tom walton and is a production of wgte public media life as we know it with tom walton can be heard on wgte fm 91 every monday afternoon during all things considered at five forty four p.m or hear past episodes at wgte.org slash life